48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElindon. The headlines. Health authorities recommend the closure of a Wong Tai Sin park where five people are believed to have caught dengue fever. A ban on mainlanders moving to Hong Kong and the sacking of Frank Chan are among the ideas put to the CE ahead of her Facebook Live event tonight. And Michael Teen explains how it wouldn't cost the government a cent to buy the MTR, but concedes there's no guarantee the move would prevent further construction scandals. Health officials say they're going to urge the government to temporarily close Lion Rock Park in Wong Tai Sin, where five people are believed to have caught dengue fever. A total of seven cases of the mosquito-borne disease have now been diagnosed this week, and the authorities are warning the city risks a major outbreak. The controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Dr Wong Kar Hing, says so many dengue fevers in such a short period is very unusual and a real worry. The fact is that we are actually accumulating the virus, accumulating the exposure... And we have the uh, uh, vector, the uh, mosquito Aedes albopictus, that are capable of transmitting dengue. And other places' experience told us that there could be a major outbreak, exponential growth increase in the number of cases. So I think the situation is evolving so much so that I think we are on an increasing risk of having an extensive outbreak, maybe sometime down the road. Hundreds of comments have been posted on Carrie Lam's Facebook page ahead of a live stream she's planning tonight. The chief executive's going to respond to suggestions for her next policy address in a half-hour Facebook Live from 8pm. The comments already submitted include demands for more public housing, scrapping the one-way permit system that allows mainlanders to settle in Hong Kong, and the sacking of unpopular ministers like Transport Secretary Frank Chan. The chairman of LegCo's Railway Subcommittee, Michael Teen, says he's told Chief Executive Carrie Lam that the government should buy the MTR Corporation in light of the construction scandals the company's engulfed in. He concedes the move might not prevent similar controversies in the future, but says it would definitely minimise the risk. Mr Teen also says a buying out of the railway operator wouldn't cost the government a cent. I recently calculated of all the assets that MTR own, 18 floors that I have seen, is already uh, worth a market value of $30 billion. If you buy back all the minority shareholders at a 50% premium, you need about $75 billion. So you can get half of that surely by selling off 18 floors of IFC, not to mention about Maritime Square, Elements, Telford Garden, right? Because they're selling a lot of assets. A Hong Kong deputy to the National People's Congress, Chen Yu Tong, says the SAR government should enact Article 23 national security legislation as soon as possible to protect the country's sovereignty. He says the Foreign Correspondents Club's decision to invite pro-independence advocate Chan Ho Tin to a talk there earlier this week immensely hurt the feelings of Chinese people. Mr Chen says the SAR government should do everything possible to stop external or local forces trying to tear the country apart. A concern group says a government scheme aimed at encouraging children from poor families to take up extracurricular activities has failed. A survey by the Alliance for Children's Development Rights found half of the families questioned had never heard of the District Support Scheme for Children and Youth Developments, which provides $2,000 a year for each eligible child so they can join activities outside of class. A spokesman for the group, Cheng Ching Q, also says it's unreasonable to require families to use the subsidy within three months. Just like uh, you have to learn the piano, how can you learn piano uh, in just three months? 
or even 2000 is not uh, enough for family to apply for piano class in two months. So uh, I think the subsidy is too low and not regular. So it cannot help the eligible families to, uh, to provide a, a steady uh, chance for their children to develop a skill or develop their hobbies. The lawyer for detained mainland commentator and former journalist Chen Jiren has condemned Xinhua News Agency for a report it's published on his clients. The report quotes an unnamed police source as saying Mr Chen admitted to publishing thousands of disturbing articles and blackmailing government officials and business owners out of millions of yuan. But Mr Chen's lawyer says Xinhua's report ignores the principle of innocent until proven guilty and amounts to making a judgment even before a trial has taken place. The Pentagon has warned that Chinese bombers are probably training for strikes against the U.S. and its allies in the Pacific. Sean Kennedy has details. The Pentagon report says that in the last three years, the People's Liberation Army has rapidly expanded its bomber operating areas and may demonstrate the capability to hit U.S. and allied forces and bases in the western Pacific, including Guam. The Pentagon also noted Beijing's drive to modernize and transform its armed forces over the past year or so. It said the purpose of these reforms is to create a more mobile, modular, lethal ground force capable of being the core of joint operations and able to meet President Xi Jinping's directive to fight and win wars. The report also warned that the PLA is probably planning for a contingency in which it unifies with Taiwan by force in a high-intensity limited war of short duration while fending off any third-party intervention. A subsidiary of Hong Kong-listed pork company WH Group says it slaughtered over 1,300 pigs after around 30 of them were confirmed to have contracted African swine fever on Tuesday. Shine Wei says it's halted operations at its slaughterhouse in Zhengzhou in Henan province and a thorough disinfection is underway. The outbreak comes almost two weeks after thousands of pigs were culled in Liaoning province where the mainland's first ever case of African swine fever was discovered. Hundreds of Google employees have written to the company to protest against plans to launch a censored search engine in China. They say the project raises urgent moral and ethical questions and urge the firm to be more transparent. Reports last month claim Google had been secretively working on a new Chinese search service referred to internally as Dragonfly. Google, which has never spoken publicly about the plans, has declined to comment. The firm, which is owned by Alphabet, quit China eight years ago in protest at the country's censorship laws and alleged government hacks. Philippine aviation authorities say a mainland passenger jet slid off the runway as it landed at Manila Airport in torrential rain last night. All 165 people on board were safely evacuated. The plane landed on its second attempt before skidding onto the grass. The incident forced a partial shutdown of Manila's main airport. Xinhua News Agency says the plane, which flew in from Xiamen, had its wings and engines heavily damaged in the incident. The Japanese government is reported to have begun an investigation into claims that a number of its ministries have been exaggerating the number of its disabled staff to meet hiring quotas. Here's the BBC's Will Leonardo. In April this year, the Japanese government raised quotas for disabled staff in the public and private sectors as part of an effort to make the workplace more inclusive. Large companies that don't meet this quota can be fined. But now it's emerged that several of the government's own ministries have been counting people with relatively minor health issues as disabled, distorting their own figures. The practice is alleged to date back over 40 years to when mandatory hiring quotas for disabled people were first introduced. Government sources say the number of disabled staff on their books could now fall to below 1%. 
The Italian Transport Ministry says it's begun an investigation into the private operator of the motorway bridge that collapsed in Genoa on Tuesday, killing at least 38 people. The Ministry of Transport said it's given the parent company of Autostrada per Italia's 15 days to prove it had met all its contractual obligations to ensure the proper functioning of the bridge and avoid accidents. The Vatican's expressed shame and sorrow two days after a report revealed how senior figures in the U.S. Catholic Church covered up the sexual abuse of over a 1,000 children by priests in the state of Pennsylvania. A statement read by the Vatican spokesman Greg Burke said hard lessons must now be learned. There are two words that can express the feelings faced with these horrible crimes, shame and sorrow. The Holy See treats very seriously the work of the grand jury and the report it has produced. The Holy See condemns unequivocally the sexual abuse of minors. The abuses described in the report are criminal and morally reprehensible. The acts were betrayals of trust that robbed survivors of their dignity and in many cases also their faith. President Trump has issued another warning to Turkey over its detention of the American pastor Andrew Brunson. In a tweet, Mr Trump said the US would pay nothing for the release of what he called an honest man, but added that we are cutting back on Turkey. He also accused Ankara of taking advantage of the United States for many years. Earlier, the US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin warned that more sanctions were being prepared in case Turkey doesn't release Mr Brunson. As you know, we were very clear with our counterparts there, both Secretary Pompeo and myself, on the release of the pastor. We've put sanctions on several of their cabinet members uh, working with you. We have more that we're planning to do if they don't release him quickly. Defense officials in the United States say a military parade that was to take place later this year has been postponed. President Trump called for the spectacle after a visit to France last year, where he oversaw a Bastille Day parade with his French counterpart, Emmanuel Macron. Officials have expressed concern about the cost of the American parade. Former U.S. presidents have led tributes to the soul singer Aretha Franklin, who's died at a home in Detroit. She was 76. Barack Obama said she'd helped define the American experience. Bill Clinton said the country had lost one of its greatest national treasures. Aretha Franklin's powerful, emotional voice helped her sell tens of millions of records around the world, and she was imitated by countless other singers. The civil rights activist, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, was at her bedside yesterday. It was a very heavy and sad occasion. I prayed with her twice on yesterday. I've known Aretha for nearly 60 years, all of our basic childhood lives. Such a great person, such a great artist who sang with such power, who cared so deeply about people and causes. And so Earth has lost a great musician, heaven has grained a great one. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,220. That's 120 points up from the previous close. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.87 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 13 cents and the pound's worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 98 cents. Now to sports and here's Richard Pine. Fencer Vivian Kong has been selected by the Hong Kong Olympic Committee to carry the flag for Hong Kong into tomorrow's Asian Games opening ceremony in Jakarta. The 24-year-old fencer is the current Asian champion in the women's epee and has a serious shot at gold. She also represented Hong Kong at the 2016 Rio Olympics. Hong Kong is sending a record 586 athletes, the seventh largest delegation at the Games. In the Europa League, Zenit St. Petersburg have completed one of the most remarkable comebacks in the tournament's history. They were 4-0 down from the away leg against Dynamo Minsk and had a man sent off 20 minutes from time when 2-0 up. But the Russian side won 4-0 to take it to extra time, and despite falling behind again, eventually won 8-1 on the night, 8-5 on aggregate. 
English Premier League side Burnley are also through after a narrow win over Turkey's Istanbul Başakşehir. The BBC's Steve Crossman was watching at Turf Moor. Well, it was a brilliant goal from Jack Cork that sealed Burnley's place in the playoff round, curling the ball into the top corner in extra time. The only goal of the game, the only goal of the tie, but even better than that strike was the performance of Joe Hart on his home debut. Four or five world-class saves. I think almost all of them from the same player, Edin Vishka, the Bosnian international for Istanbul, Bashakshahir. But Burnley held on. They now have to beat Olympiakos of Greece over two legs to qualify for the group stage. Sevilla and RB Leipzig are also through, but Feyenoord failed to overturn a heavy first-leg defeat to Slovakian slide Trenčín. The format of tennis's Davis Cup is changing. The competition traditionally spans most of the calendar year, but tennis federations have approved plans to turn it into an 18-team season-ending event. The move has been bankrolled by nearly three billion US dollars from the Barcelona footballer Gerard Piquet's investment group. However, the move has come in for some criticism on social media. Piquet says sometimes things do have to change. It's difficult for these kind of people that they have doubts to understand that sometimes things have to, to be changed. If not, maybe they, they, they can have the risk to die. Formula One, Carlos Sainz has signed a multi-year deal to replace Fernando Alonso at McLaren from 2019. Sainz is currently on loan at Renault from Red Bull and said it was a childhood dream to join McLaren. Meanwhile, Alonso says F1 becoming predictable was one of the reasons he decided to step away from the sport. The Spaniard won back-to-back championships for Renault in 2005 and 2006, but says he spent too long in the championship now without winning. I think uh, that uh, Formula One in these days is probably not the same as the Formula One that I find out when uh, when I joined the series or when I dreamed of, of Formula One. Now that we have a, a different formula and... Uh, at the same time, right now in my career, there are other uh, bigger challenges than those uh, uh, Formula One can offer me right now. And uh, yeah, I would try to, to do something else. And that's all for now from the Sports Desk. Richard Pine there. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Health authorities recommend the closure of a Wong Tai Sin Park where five people are believed to have caught dengue fever. A ban on mainlanders moving to Hong Kong and the sacking of Frank Chan are among the ideas put to the CE ahead of her Facebook Live event tonight. Michael Teen explains how it wouldn't cost the government a cent to buy the MTR but concedes there's no guarantee the move would prevent further construction scandals. And a Hong Kong deputy to the National People's Congress, Chen Yu Tong, says the SER government should enact an Article 23 national security legislation as soon as possible to protect the country's sovereignty. That's the news from RTHK. Remember we sat in the cold, no money in Montreal. Underneath that waterfall, nobody else ever saw. I packed up everything except those memories that only I can see and can't get rid of. I still remember the first, your body hit every nerve. Used to wake up in my shirt, that's the one I had to burn. Trying not to stare, but you are everywhere. You're everywhere that I've ever